Hello, 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 and welcome to Thoughts Inspired. Welcome to this week's podcast. Now, I know you hear what is in the background, and it is waves because I'm at the beach. Yes, yes, yes. One of my favorite places to be. I am at the beach. And this week, I want to share with you what I have been studying, which has been Elijah um, in 1 Kings 17 and forward. And so I want to go ahead and get started, um, first of all, with prayer. So, Lord God, I thank you for what you will reveal, what you have already revealed. And I thank you for those who are listening. And our Lord, Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation knowledge speak freely to them, speak to their hearts, help them not to lean unto their own understanding, and in all their ways they acknowledge you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, I want to start in 1 Kings 17, but we're going to go back to 16, the end of 16, because at the very beginning, of 1st Kings 17 it says Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word so that's verse 1 and If you don't know anything about the Bible, you're like, who is Ahab? Who is Elijah? What is going on here? So I want to go back to chapter 16 and read um, what we know about Ahab before we come into chapter 17. So we're going to go back to 1 Kings 16, verse 29. And it says, in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, the son of Omri, became king over Israel, and Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. Now Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And it came to pass, as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. In his days, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation with Abiram, his firstborn, and with his youngest son, Segub, he set up its gates, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. So we see what type of king Ahab is, one who provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger, and that he was the worst king, the most evil king to date at this time. So when we go back to chapter 17, verse 1, we see the type of king or we see the king that Elijah is standing before. 
And Elijah goes to him and says to him that there will be no rain on the earth. There will be no dew. And the Lord sent him. And I have read this verse one many times. And what I really, what I have come to realize in verse one is that Elijah was was presenting a word from the Lord. And this is the New King James Version. In another version, um, as Elijah is telling him, he says to them, in the presence of the Lord, he stands. And so Elijah had to have been spending time with the Lord to go in front of Ahab, a king who was worse than Jeroboam, a king who could have said easily um, kill him, but he was confident enough in the moment to go before this evil king who he knew would not be okay with what he had to say. I mean, who would? It's not going to rain. There will be no dew, which means that nothing is going to uh, grow here because there will be no water on the earth, no rain on the earth. And so he was confident in the Lord in going before Ahab to say what God told him to say. And so in this, before we even go any further, I ask you, are you confident in what the Lord has told you to do? Would you be willing to go stand before an evil king or and someone who you know is evil to say what the Lord has said and to relay this message? Something for you to think about. So in verse 2, Elijah went to present himself to Ahab and there was a severe famine in Samaria and Ahab... Oh, that's why this is off. This is verse... Okay. Um, so yes, in verse 2, it says... My Bible went to... This is what happens when you use electrical. Went to 1 Kings 18. So 17.2, Then the word of the Lord came to him saying get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, Kerith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So after Elijah tells Ahab what the Lord said, then because Elijah is still connected to God, he didn't. So the Lord told him what to do. What to, where to go, what to go say. And he still is listening to what the Lord has to say. And so after he finishes that, the Lord says, leave here, turn east and go hide by the brook Kareth. Kareth means separation. Uh, and so Elijah goes to hide by the brook of separation and the Lord had commanded a raven to feed him there. All right, let's pause. Verse 2. All right, brook of separation. And the Lord told him to go hide. And this really made me think about a hiding season or a hidden season. Y'all hear them seagulls? What season are you currently in? And this, this really made me think. It really made me pay attention. Um, as I heard um, 
my pastor talk about this a couple weeks ago and then I started to dig into it myself because God told him to go hide himself. Many times we will isolate or we will do things and we think it's us, but the Lord actually told him to go hide himself at a place of separation and the Lord took care of him while he was there. And so what season are you in? Are you in a season or in a place where the Lord is telling you to go and hide in a place of separation and have him to feed you, to take care of you there? Because the Lord took care of Elijah in this place of separation. He really did. I mean, the raven brought him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening and he drank from the brook there was water in it this this brook fed into the jordan river and so what season are in are you in i want you to take a moment and ask the lord lord what season am i in um and i i talk about this and i dug into this even more because for myself some things had ended there were some things i was a part of that ended and then the lord says to me to go to a different campus of church where i don't really know a whole lot of people and what had become comfortable to me the lord says go over here go this way which felt like a hidden season which felt like a season um of hiddenness and it did not feel good y'all at all um it felt a bit um lonely it felt like i was separating myself and but i had to remember that the lord told me to go the lord told me to do and i knew he would take care of me in this season and so what has he told you to do um, has some things ended in your life? Has he told you to go to the east and hide yourself in a place? Um, now, in this place of hiding, let me say this. Now, he was taken care of. He had the ravens take care of him. And we can go a little bit deeper in that. But I don't think the Lord wants me to go that deep today. So, verse 7 says, And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. So then the Lord told him to go. This season right here is over. So now I need you in the place that you are in. You are no longer to stay here. Now go to this next place that I am calling you to. So this is a season. This is for a time there might may even be a place for you to dwell in for a time with the Lord. Now, back in this day, I am sure there were no TVs, there were no vehicles, there were no cell phones, there was no internet. So it's not like he was able to distract himself with the things that we have today that can be distracting. And I believe he spent this time with the Lord. Why do I believe that? Because the Lord told him, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. 
So he was listening and having conversations with the Lord. What are you doing in this time of hiding? What are you doing in this time of separation while at the brook of Kareth, at the brook of separation? What are you doing? Are you allowing yourself to be distracted or are you spending more time with the Lord, hearing what he has to say and being obedient to what he is saying for you to do? What are you doing? I was watching a movie earlier today and in it, um, a guy is telling the pastor, um, he's, he asked him, hey, how are you doing? And the guy and uh, the pastor says, um, not, not great. And so the person tells him, well, you're the pastor, you know how to pray. And the pastor says to him, I have prayed, but I don't, um, but I believe I'm fighting God's answer to the prayer. And that those three words, fighting God's answer, really stood out to me. And so in these times of separation, even in times of prayer, without being in a season of separation or, or hiding, are you fighting God's answer? I am sure there are things that the Lord spoke to Elijah. For example, go in front of the most wickedest king that you have ever had, ever seen, whoever ruled over Israel and tell him there will be no rain, no dew, which means that you all will go into into a season of of um possibly hunger there is no water in into a, a different season where it may not be plenty where there may be lack because there is no water what is growing without water not not anything is growing without water and so what the the answer that the lord has for their cries for lord this king lord whatever um, they had been crying out to the Lord for the Lord gave an answer and I wonder if they were fighting with it I wonder what Elijah's fight may have been before he actually went before the Lord it doesn't say in the word but as I think about it how many times has the Lord told us to do things and we fight it Lord that can't be right um, I am <laughs> I'm being reminded right now how when I wrote my books, um, I wrote if um, I wrote both of my books at the very same time because I thought they were one book until the Lord told me to separate them. And when he told me to separate my books, I asked the Lord for a title for the other book because the whole time they had the same title. And then when he gave me the title, I was like, nah, that can't be it. Fighting his answer. I had just asked the Lord, what is the title? And he gives me the title. And because I tried to lean on my own understanding, I initially rejected the title of that book. And then what he and then he was like, look it up. 
So I looked up the definition of tutelage. If, if you are not aware, I have two books. One is called Let the Walls Fall. And so the entire time I was writing my books, they both were called Let the Walls Fall. And so I was asking the Lord, how do I put these two books together? They seem like two different books. And he was like, that's because they are. So I asked for a title for the other book and he gave me Turtle Tutelage. And I sort of knew what tutelage meant. And I was like, that can't be it. And so I look it up. And when I read the definition, I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good, God. I apologize. (laughs) I immediately repented. I was fighting his answer to my prayer. And so in your time of separation, in your time of hiding as you pray, just give him your yes. Give him your yes. His ways are higher His thoughts are higher than ours. We're the ones that he says in Proverbs 3, 5, not to lean on our own understanding and in all our ways to acknowledge him. He has the best solution to the issues that we bring to him. How different would our lives be if we were to say yes and allow God to be God, allow him to be Lord over that particular area of our lives we can continue to talk about elijah but gonna stop there for in this episode because there is so much that we could learn from elijah in this the lord took care of him in this and i really want you all to to really digest that the lord took care of him in this season the lord sent him into this season and the lord took care of him in in the season that he sent him into okay um and so i covered um first king 17 1 to one to nine and I can definitely keep going um, but I want to stop here because I want to give you all some time to think about what season you are in and even if you are not in a season where the Lord has told you to go hide um, do you know someone who is in a season where God has told them to hide and they may be feeling lonely Um, where they may be at a place of separation, but this may be a time for them to spend with the Lord. This may be a time for you to spend even more time with the Lord. Hear what he has to say. Hear what direction he is taking you in so that you are more equipped, better equipped for the kingdom. Because as we continue to move through Elijah's story, Elijah then raises the widow's son, raises him from the dead. Elijah went on to call down fire from heaven. And all of those things take time with the Lord. And so I want to end here in prayer. Lord God, I thank you for those listening to this podcast. Lord, those who may be in a season of separation at the brook of Kareth that you have told to go and hide. 
Lord, I pray that you would show them the purpose. Show them why they are there. And Lord, I pray that they will submit and give you their yes. That they will not fight your answer to their prayers. But that they will remember that you are our good, good father. That they will remember that your ways are higher, that your thoughts are higher, and that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives that are good. And this plan and purpose is not for everyone else but them. It is for them also. I pray your peace that surpasses all understanding over them in Jesus' name and that your peace will stay in guard over their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.